At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Okay, it is the Lombardi Line as we welcome you back here on a Monday. I'm Patrick Maher live from the VSIN studios here at South Point. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey hanging out at the office. I want to get to tonight's NBA slates. Some good games tonight. You got Bulls Heat. You've got T-Wolves Cavs. Um, but just quickly, just to circle back and get your take. It's wild with Harden. And again, a 125-109 win. Embiid, 23 free throws made. 23 of 27. I mean, he's so talented. 39 free throws made. That's the most in the NBA this year for the, in the NBA, not just 76ers. And we talked about that. A lot of spacing. They're going to be taking a ton of free throws. Harden lives on the free throw line anyway. And what, what's fascinating is this that game was, by the way, tied. You, you watched the whole game at 100 in the fourth, and the 76ers just took, just took off, Michael. Yeah, that, that was one of the most impressive things for me is in the last, when, when it's crunch time, when they had to have it and they were, you know, their backs were up against it, that they were able to execute like they did really uh, well. Their execution for a team that's just coming together you know, was was really impressive. And they made the shots and they got the ball in the right hands. I mean, uh, Maxi hits that three-pointer over by the – right by Spike Lee, you know, at the, at, in the fourth, late in the fourth and kind of put the game away. And, and to me, at eight and a half, I thought it was a good play up until probably the last three minutes of the game. I thought it was going to cover for sure. It was a, it was a back-and-forth game. But, look, I, this is a different team. I think there is a reason for enthusiasm in Philadelphia because of – of the way they're playing, the way they're blending defensively, too, uh, and the way the big guy's playing. I mean, I think Doris Burke was sensational yesterday on the broadcast where she talked about how he's finally in the kind of condition that he needs to be in, something she said, I've said, everybody who watches that gets away from just praising him, he's certainly talented, but now he's in shape. And, you know, listening to her talk about his offseason and how he kind of committed himself, which is something that he had not done before. And I just watching that game, Patrick, yesterday, and I thought to myself, they, this is really about Simmons. The, the players, the way they unified together, genuinely, uh, you know, felt like he let them down. I think Embiid couldn't be Embiid when Simmons was on the team. I think there was such conflict between the two of them that we've seen a different player and we've seen a guy who's embraced or matured, however you want to say it, his new role. Yeah, Simmons has got some Kyler Murray in him. Put it, to put no it doubt. Way, you know. It, 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 no doubt. It's nothing. You know. It's all about him. Nothing's important about winning. You know. And so, therefore, you know, when you when you you don't work on your game, and 
and that part of, you know, I didn't think Bede worked on his game or certainly didn't work on his conditioning. But last night he played 36 minutes, which is, you know, a pretty good night for him. You know, he didn't shoot well. He was 0 for 4 from the three-point line. He was 7 for 18 from the field. I mean, how many of those had he made a few of those N1s? I mean, he ended up with 37. He might have had 47 if he made a couple of those before the N1, right? Was that a pro Sixer crowd at the Garden, by the way? It, it looked like a lot. You know, I, I read today where the, there's a ten, there was a 1030 Acela, which if you're not from the East Coast, Acelas are the, uh, the fast trains uh, that you can go from city to city. You take the Acela from Washington to New York or Boston. It, it limits a lot of the stops. So there's a 1030 Acela out of Penn Station in Philadelphia, which takes you right into, right into Penn Station in New York. And, and all you have to do is walk upstairs. You're in the garden. You don't even go outside. Literally, you don't go outside. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, yeah. No, that was um, impressive. Harden, 29, 16 assists. You talked about the passing and 10 boards, a triple-double. Is he skinny? Like, how did he lose this? I mean, the problem with Harden is, honestly, he wasn't trying with the Nets, which is just, yeah. it's embarrassing as a, you know, as a competitor. But he, he's in, he's all in, and he looks like he's in great shape. You know, and, and I think that when you watch, the, I mean, they've got to get more production from some of their bench players. Niang's got to play better. He shot, you know, he had a couple threes yesterday. Korsma has been disappeared. I mean, you know, he just looks the lost out there, doesn't really know how to fit within it. He's going to take some time. Same with Shake Milton. You know, the miss, at least Millsap plays hard. I'm not saying he's effective, but I think ultimately they're going to have to get some some bench help here. But you know, I, I, the one thing that was impressive about yesterday more than anything was Tobias Harris didn't play well at all, yet he was the best plus-minus player on the court. Yeah. Yeah, somebody with that type of contract. Plus 25. That contract as the fourth option. Oh, it's, it's you know, I mean, what El, Elton Brand's, I mean, the Al Horford contract and the Tobias Harris contract could be the two worst contracts that are go down into the top ten of NBA history. There's no doubt. John Wall would like a word with you. So <laughs> John Wall's just getting paid. I'm sure we could find more. Yeah, no, I'm no sure but we could you're find right. More. Those, those were two bad ones. Um, so tonight, actually a really good slate uh, in the association, and you've got the Heat hosting the Bulls, and the Heat have a one-game lead over the Bulls. They beat them twice. They're going to play them four times. They beat them twice this year. The Heat have beat the Bulls 107-104, then 118-92 to give you some context. So here's the deal for tonight. The Heat, tremendous at home this year. They're 20-7 at home. Just They're 14-13 ATS at home. But this is interesting because Lowry's going to miss again tonight. So Lowry's out, personal reasons. Of course, Oladipo, Mark, uh, Markeith Morris is out. Caleb Martin, uh, left ankle soreness is questionable. Those are key. Um, and here comes the Bulls. The number right now I've got on the board, I believe it's four. Let's see where it opened up at tonight. Yeah, four on the board with the Heat laying it at home. Um, you know, we talked about the size. You know, they did add, the Bulls did add Tristan Thompson, helped with some size and some rebounding, but he's kind of jumped around. Uh, let's get into your take on this one, the, you know, the Bulls at the Heat. You know, it's always challenging when, when they play without their, you know, it's, it's hard to handicap these games when you don't have the, one of their key players on the court, right? I mean, it's, it just makes it so hard in, in both ways, the over-under total, the, the defensive total. I, I think it really becomes a challenge. And so, you know, for me, this is, and the way the Heat have been playing up until this point, I see why this line was four and a half and could easily get to five because they're playing so well. They're locked down offensively. Uh, I, I, 
Bam's playing really good. And their defense has improved over the last two weeks, no doubt. They're averaging, they only given up 104.7 points a game, and their scoring has increased. So, and I don't see the same, you know, with Chicago. I think when you watch Chicago, there's, you know, they're well coached. They're seven and three over the last 10 games. But I think when you watch them, when they're on the road now, you know, do, can they cover this? Can they play that kind of defense? Are they going to be able to score, you know, average their 118 points that they've been able to do? I don't know about that. I think that's going to be a challenge. So, I, I mean, but without, without Lowry, the guy who kind of makes it all go, Butler's got to play more point. It kind of moves some pieces around for him. Let's take a look at the total. Open 227. It's down to 221 and a half uh, for good reason. Yeah. The, the, the Heat are going to struggle in the half court without Lowry. And as far as tempo and pace, the Heat are 28th in the NBA. So they're going to play slower even without Lowry, you would assume. And that 221, the two games previously this year have both stayed under that total. I was surprised to see it this morning. I was surprised when I woke up and saw 227 as the opener because already we've seen that go under twice this year, the 221 and a half and no Lowry tonight. You know, and they and the Heat have had their number. I mean, the Heat have been really good against them. They're eight and two overall. They're seven and three against the spread. You know, and the over under seven and three. So this is usually you know the Heat. Now, once again, they don't have all their guys. They don't have Lowry, which I think makes a huge difference. But they haven't played since the middle of December. They they haven't played since right. since two weeks before Christmas, essentially. Two good teams. Two fun teams to watch, I, actually. So I'm looking forward to that. It'd be better with Lowry. Lowry's missed a lot of games this year for personal yeah. reasons. Not my business. I'm not trying to get in his business, but that's interesting. Um, another miss from Lowry for personal reasons. I, I mean, maybe they're just trying to keep him fresh, you know, knowing that he's got he's got some things that, you know, it's gonna they're gonna need him. It's the, the crunch and grind of of the of the playoffs. One good thing about the playoffs is I think that you see with with the way they've set it up is you don't have to worry about it. There's no back-to-backs. Everybody gets a day off, which is really good. You know, the Bulls are getting disrespected in the market as far as the East. Take a look at this. The Nets are your favorite, plus 275. The Bucks are 3-1. 76ers, 3-1. to one. They jumped up a little bit this morning. The Heat, 4.5-1. to one. The Celtics are on the board, 8-1. to one. How about the Bulls sitting 12-1? to one? And we've, we've got, Bet MGM's got them 14-1. to one. So the second best record in the East right now, and they're sitting, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, six betting favor to come out of the East. Yeah, I don't think anybody buys them, Patrick. I really don't. I don't think anybody buys them as, as a viable contender. They think they're having a good regular season, but they're not a viable team. You know, and I mean, as good as DeRozan's played, I mean, my Lord, he can't play any better, can he? No, I know. But uh, listen, they're going to get Caruso back. They're going to get Lonzo back. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Alec Caruso. They'll get him back, right? (laughs) How did you you know that? Was Ball back last game? No, Ball's still injured. Yeah, I mean, but they're supposed to get Ball back fairly soon, right? Yes, absolutely. How did you know it was Caruso's birthday, by the way? I saw it on Twitter. I follow the man. I mean, I, I love the band, Dad. I love everything about the Caruso man. <laughs> the headband. He does, you know, he he does things to help your team win. I mean, you got to give him credit for oh, that. Oh, absolutely. Defense. I mean, his he's, the only, you know, the thing is, he's only played in 28 games so far this year. But that that's been really what's hurt them the most. They've had a lot of injuries. I think I think that you know that that they've done a really good job of handling this and kind of fighting their way through a lot of adversity in terms of the injuries on their team. Yeah, Levine's still working back to 100 percent as well, and Vucevic. 
I like Vucevic as a player. He's been cold from behind the arc. Um, okay, so that that happy birthday to Caruso. Just as we were talking about that, I want to come back and talk about the T-Wolves and Cavs. It's a fun matchup. Uh, Embiid, remember yesterday, he was sitting on the board at plus 140 to win the MVP. That shortened up. He's now plus 120. Yeah, well, I he's mean, a, he's going to win. After a national televised game and seeing him and yes. the combination of he and Harden, I mean, you know, I think that certainly, you know, the, the book knows the betting public well enough to know that they were going to come in on that number. Hard to say anybody's more valuable than Jokic is to the Denver Nuggets doing it without the point guard. Did you see that guard. pass he made yesterday? Yeah, dude, he's, he's, he might be the most skilled big man of all time. Unbelievable. The pass he made to the corner, the guy missed the three, but oh my God. How about the Mavericks comeback yesterday? We didn't talk about yeah, let's that. Let's talk about that. How about my Mavericks? Good defense. We'll come back with that one in Golden State here on the Lombardi line. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to The Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get everything you need to bet the madness this year 24 7 streaming. Daily best bet emails and our tournament betting guide, including data, advice, and strategy for only $19. Whether you're filling out your bracket or betting against the spread, our team is here to get you ready for every game and every round of the tournament. You get analysis from our experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson on every team, conference, player to watch, from the favorites to the potential Cinderella's. Sign up today, and you're going to get the betting guide plus full access to VSIN through April 5th for only $19. It's a limited offer. It's vcin.com slash madness. vcin.com slash madness. Okay. Michael Lombardi, I'm Patrick Maher. This is vcin, the sports betting network. We are brought to you by BetMGM. Hope you're having a nice Monday. You mentioned it. So the Mavs, that's the under team. They continue to lead the league in cash and unders. And another under yesterday, but they got there in a weird way. A 107-101 winner at the Warriors. And they did it with a 33-8 run over the final 10 minutes, Michael. The Warriors at the start of the fourth were up 93 to 74, and the Mavs come back and win. That's a great win for the Mavs. Held the, held the Warriors to 13 points in the fourth. You know, <laughs> started incredible. out the game 
started out the game uh, 37 points in the first quarter. Got worse as the game went on, but they locked it down. R Reggie Bullock was sensational with his defensive play. And, you know, I mean, Donich was just remarkable. I mean, even though he didn't shoot well from the three-point line, his ability to create. And then, you know, Spencer Dimwitty, every time I watch him play, I, I think he, he plays well. You know, he had 24 points. He was really the, the difference late in that game. So, look, when you can hold the Golden State Warriors to 13 points at home in the fourth, you know, and you, you make Curry three for 10 from the three-point line and 11 for 25 from the field, that's a pretty good day's work. Hell of a day's work. You know, I'm surprised with Dinwiddie because he gives them exactly what they need. He's, he's offense. I mean, 24 points you mentioned. I'm surprised that Washington wanted to move on from him because they could use a scorer, and he's a perfect fit next. I mean, they needed I, that I, offense. I don't, think, I don't think he was a really good culture fit in the I locker. totally I agree. That's what I heard, dissension. too. I heard that, too. You know, there was some dissension amongst the group there, and, you know, he comes out here and, Look, you know, he, he can give them instant offense. And for 31 minutes last night, he was great. And their bench was really good. Bertrand's, the, the, the two players they got from Washington were sensational. I mean, when you look at the breakdown, none of their starters, with the exception of Finney Smith, had a plus, and Brunson had pluses in their, in their plus minus area. But the bench really came through for them. And they played eight players. They all got substantial minutes, and they all contributed. Yeah, no Clay Thompson, no Green for Golden State. And the Mavs take advantage. What was your thoughts of Golden? And I know without without D D Draymond, it's always hard to evaluate. What were your thoughts on? I mean, on who? On the, on the you think Warriors? They can go all the way. Oh yeah, and the betting market. I mean, the market loves them. I, I know they do. It, it, it's just you, you. You said it perfectly. Without Green, and listen, he's not the same player he was. He, three years ago, but he just does so much for them with the switch and defensively, he can do so much and, and clay kind of working his way back. I don't love him as much as the, I, I, the market. I'll, I'll give you the numbers because they're all over him. I, I don't love him as much as the market does. Where are you on the warriors? I, I'm a little bit skeptical, maybe because it's just that, you know, contrarian look like I'm not going to just automatically buy it. That, you know, because they have marquee players. And whenever you have marquee players, you know, the market is always going to be a little bit, you're paying over for the market. But, uh, you know, to me, I, I watch Memphis and I like Memphis. You know, I know Utah played really well yesterday against Phoenix and beat them. But, you know, I mean, when you only score 13 points, I know they have Green and, and he makes a huge difference in what they do. There's no denying that. But and they have the best one of the best players in the league, if not the best player in the league, in Curry. So I don't I'm not sitting there saying they they can't, but I just think sometimes that there's a little bit of a runaway with it. And if you can play good defense on the perimeter and defend the wings, you you might have a chance. And when we talk about this, this is for new viewers. When we give an answer, like Michael asks, "What do you think about the Warriors?" I'm I'm saying based on what the market says, right? So yeah, me too. So, I, I should have asked that. No, one. no, but that's perfect because I'll give I'll, I'll even give you another example. The, a book that I really like to use in town has got them to win a championship at plus three twenty five. Now BetMGM has them up on the board at f plus four twenty five, four twenty five, and the Suns at the book that I'm using here in town are four to one. So they're they're a favorite to win a championship. So that is how I would frame your question is like I like the Warriors and I certainly think they can win a championship I don't think they should be favored over the Suns by 75 cents on a dollar I just don't think that's it's it's that is you're paying a tax for Curry in the names yeah that that was my point I think you certainly are paying a tax in fact the Lakers number you're still paying a tax for their <laughs> bad team St. Jude's
I mean, think about that. That's a St. Jude's pick, and it's 16-1. to 1. I mean, yeah. like it makes no sense at all. Has anybody watched the Lakers play? That is, uh, they made, they're, they're, not, they're, they're sitting on the board here. I got a book. They got a 22 to 1. I mean, not make the postseason, let alone win a championship. But that, that went up. I think yesterday when we were doing the show, 16 it was to more like 16 to 1, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was shorter yesterday. But they melted down yesterday. Not only did they get killed by the Pelicans, and the Pelicans are playing better ball, and McCollum's playing very well for them. Not only did they get killed by the Pelicans, they were fighting. LeBron and some of the Lakers were fighting with the Laker home crowd yesterday. So, it's a yeah. me- it's a mess right now, and LeBron does you what know, he, and, and, he, he go please. No, and I think really when you look at the West, I mean like Dallas, the way they play defense, they could be a problem come playoff. I mean they have a great player in Donich. I mean they do, and everybody else kind of knows their roles. And with Bertrands and and Dinwiddie coming in off the bench now, they they've kind of added a little bit more juice. I mean look, if they were in the East, they would be right with where Milwaukee is. And you always talk about culture. I think Porzingis leaving added to the culture there was there was something yeah. there was a little weird vibe with he and Donkic as well so he's out I just can't believe kids got him playing such great defense I mean we talked about the under so here are your top under teams in the NBA the Mavs are I mean they just can't stop cashing unders the Cavs who we'll get to in a second that's an under team the Pelicans the Warriors are an under team so it's always the perception remember perception bakes into these totals as well when the bookmaker makes them you think Warriors over no Warriors were an under team last year under team this year and your 76ers are an under team the top over teams this year Timberwolves Heat Rockets Pacers Hawks yeah I'm surprised that you know I mean with Cleveland, the way they play, I mean, Jared Allen obviously centers their defense and, and he can rebound. I mean, yesterday, I think one of the th- one of the, 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 the concerns you have as a Sixer fan showed up yesterday. The Knicks had way too many second-chance points in that game. You know, the, the 76ers have to improve their rebounding completely if they're going to be able to maintain and go forward. Whereas the Cavs are really good. I mean, you know, they're getting – they're getting good, solid minutes out of Mobley. They get good, solid minutes out of Allen. I mean, Mobley's been great. I mean, Mobley's averaging 15 points a night and eight rebounds. Oh, yeah. And tonight you've got – you mentioned Jared Allen, an all-star. Uh, Towns, an all-star. So the two bigs taking one another on the T-Wolves-Cavs. I'll set up the number here. You've got Minnesota, remember, beat by, beat by the 76ers on Friday. So they're going to be rested coming into this Monday tilt. The Cavs – are, let's see, Minnesota open three. They've actually been bet up to three and a half. Um, the Cavs have won eight straight at home, and they beat Washington on Saturday to snap a three-game losing streak, but they've been really, really good at home. Uh, thoughts on T-Wolves' Cavs tonight, Michael? Well, you know, the one thing is is, is the Cavs are really good at points possession. I mean, they're really good. And, and when you when, in terms of holding teams down, and they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Uh, they're actually the second best defensive league in holding you down to E field goal percentage at 50.7%, which is really good, right? And then the other thing they're great at is that they don't foul. They only, you only average 15 free throws a game when you play them. Mm-hmm. So they play good defense without fouling. And that's a good recipe for being able to stay in a lot of these games and being really productive and winning them. And I think ultimately that's going to be the challenge, I think, for Minnesota tonight, which faces them. And Minnesota is not a team that gets to the line very much. They only average 18 free throws a night. But where Minnesota's really good is they get second-chance points, and that's something the Cavs have to handle. 
Yeah, they and they're the second best as far as ATS. The Cavs are your second best betting team ATS wise at home. They've been awesome at home. It's the Mobley. If nationally, if y'all haven't had a chance to watch this kid, first off, he's so young, but he's so talented. And what you like to see for such a young player uh, coming out of the draft this year is how good he is and refined he is defensively. You know, the all the AAU kids have offensive skills, but to come into the league as a big and be that good defensively, that's a that's a big time plus for the Cavs with Mobley. Yeah, no doubt, and fitting in defensively. And I mean, when you look at them, the last uh, you know through the season, they've been consistent. Where they get in trouble, and one of the reasons why they've kind of you know twelve games over five hundred is when they have those inconsistencies on offense. I mean, when they struggle a little bit like Dallas, when Dallas, I mean, they're nineteenth in offensive efficiency, you know. And I think that becomes their issue. But typically, when they don't, they're pretty darn good. Not that it, it, this is something I always look at as just scheduling. And not that you should be looking past the Cavs this year with how they've played. But the T-Wolves do host Golden State tomorrow. So a quick turnaround, head to Cleveland, come back, host Golden State. And for everybody, you know, Curry and Golden State, that's a big matchup. So just something yep. to throw out there. But uh, T-Wolves-Cavs, it's a fun matchup with the Cavs playing so well at home. Okay, good stuff on the NBA. When we come back, our buddy Josh Applebaum is going to join. Get a market update from him. If you missed anything, Michael's on Twitter, MLombardiNFL. We're on Twitter, at Live, And you can find us, vsin.com. Come on back with Josh next here on the Lombardi Line. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSEN's full court bracket betting coverage. Starting Sunday, March 13th, we've got 6 hours of free live video streaming on vsin.com, of course, that's selection Sunday, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The vsin College Hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze the games and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. No, no, no. Start your bracket in round one of tournament betting with VEASAN's College Hoops Experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern time, and it's free at VEASAN.com. Okay, Lombardi line. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, he is Michael Lombardi. We bring in our buddy Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the podcast, betting across America with Pritch. We say hi to Josh. Josh, I know you got a couple of college games as well, as we say hi. I hope you're having a nice Monday. Why don't we start, though, with we were just talking NBA, and you've got a game that we didn't discuss, and that's Pacers Magic to get us started with a little market update here, Josh. Yeah, Patrick, Michael, great to be with you here last week in February. Let's end it with a bang, get into March Madness here. But yeah, this one jumped out to me because number one, there's a lot of games with a really a bunch of high totals today. Like if you look at uh, across the board, I think there's four different games where you're close to a 230 or higher. And I think oftentimes when you look at these high numbers, you know, a public mindset is just, hey, it's so high, it's got to go under. But this is actually an overplay for me, guys. What jumped out to me, uh, there's a system here. If you look at two bad teams with a, a well below 500 record, you do tend to see kind of these back and forth higher scoring games games is about 54% to the over if you have a win percentage less than 40%. Uh, and also the market, you know, it opened 229 and a half. It's now been bet up to 233. And that's important because 
majority of bets, a slight majority are on the under, yet this thing is rising. So it looks to me like kind of a contrarian over opportunity. A couple things to like if you're going to sweat this over. Uh, Orlando is top 10 in pace, number eight overall. Both these teams are really bad defensively. Orlando is 24th in defensive efficiency. Indiana is 27th in defensive efficiency. It's also a very short number. Anytime I'm on an over, you know, the spread is only one. Looks like the Pacers might have taken some money, like plus two to plus one. But a short spread, back and forth. Maybe you get overtime. Uh, but you also look at the way these teams are trending. Orlando, eight and four to the over their last 12. These teams met back on uh, February 2nd. It was a 119-118 game. So this one caught my eye as kind of a, Public's wary of a high number, yet it's rising. And you do have these two bad teams take the over uh, kind of system play here. So I'll be sweating the over 233. There it is. You know, the last two weeks, Patrick, I think uh, the, the Magic have given up almost 100. They've given up almost 120 points a game, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of their defense. So, you know, and the one good thing I think when you watch, at least with Halliburton coming into the Pacers, they've increased their offensive production. They've been averaging the last two weeks 118 points a game. So you got to figure they're going to score at least 120 based on the numbers. Yep. Well said. Okay, so there it is. Top teams there uh, on the over, and Josh is going to go over uh, with in Indianapolis. Okay, excuse me, in Orlando. Uh, Indiana, uh, the Pacers at the Magic. And Markel's Fultz returns tonight, Patrick. He does. Should after be a parade, a, how, you think? How long has he been? Has he been out a year? Uh, I, well, I mean, he had the ACL, so it's been a while, I would say. And maybe it's, you know, 14 months. Didn't he get it last year, last yeah. November yep. or something? Yep, you nailed it. What? So, yeah, I mean, he makes his tri- triumphant return today. Were you, a, were, were, were you a fan when they drafted him? I understand there was uh, a lot of confusion there with the 76ers. You know, and- I was, to me, I was apprehensive because my my logic behind that was, when would Danny Ainge ever do you a favor? Now, he did a favor and traded Thibault to him, but it didn't make sense. And I thought they overpaid for it. They could have stayed at three and got yeah. him green. Uh, Danny Ainge was never picking anybody but Tatum. Totally. You're 100% right. Josh, as we get into the conference tournaments, uh, and we'll – We'll have more as far as how to approach them betting-wise. But one thing is for sure, like the Northeast Conference starts up their conference tournament tonight as College Hoops gets rolling. Uh, but familiarity, important. Some of these, it's going to be third matchup for some of these teams in these conference tournaments. That's something the better should recognize. That's familiarity. You're totally right, Patrick. And again, familiarity, to me, it kind of levels the playing field, benefits the team getting points. You know, we've been doing shows all across different sports, but just let's go to NFL. You know, anytime you're in a divisional dog, in a divisional game, you have that familiarity of, you know, maybe it's your second time playing that team and you play them twice a year. Now we're getting to the third time around and there's a lot of data to go off of. So if you're a good coach and you kind of know how to recreate these box scores and figure out, hey, you know, if we lost, what do we get wrong? If we won, what do we get right? There's a lot of adjustments and a lot of information data to go off of so therefore it kind of levels that playing field so uh, again looking at some dogs this time of year also you know not quite yet but once you get deeper in the conference tournaments and you have the you know these teams playing their third game in three days or their fourth game in four days I really lean on those tired leg unders, especially in these neutral courts where these teams may not be familiar with the sight lines and the rims are different and the backboards. So, again, leaning late neutral court unders and then, of course, leaning on dogs if it's your third time around because of that familiarity leveling the playing field. Who can name three teams in the Northeast Conference? I'm trying to. I, <laughs> Bueller? Northeastern. Bueller? Bueller? Northeast. Uh, hey, that conference. Tur- I, 
you know what? I'd have to look it up. I'm being I'm being straight up with you two. Uh, but it gets going. To, I love the conference tournaments. To me, that, that conference, the, the, the week of conference tournaments is almost better than the dance sometimes. And as a better, as you mentioned, with the familiarity, it's not as you, you have the data, you have the information. Speaking of college hoops, you know, it's interesting. Our three guests today have all kind of zeroed in on the same games. You, Will Hill, and our buddy Thomas Gable, San Diego State, Wyoming. This is a good matchup. Two good teams. Um, the number right now, Josh, I'll set you up on it and get a take. San Diego State's laying a point and a half to two at Wyoming. Yeah, so spoiler, I do like Wyoming here, especially if you can find the two. But here's the thing. You know, we had a, a great show yesterday, guys, talking about a fade the trendy dog play with SMU and Houston. Remember that game where, you know, SMU, great record. They were getting 10, 10 and a half points against Houston. Public was all over them, yet the line went to Houston. And they ended up winning and covering that game. Uh, I'm a little worried that Wyoming is a little bit popular here, but I'm going to play them anyway because you do have some really good edges in, based on the analytics. So Ken Palm has Wyoming winning this game by one. Our buddy Greg Hoops has a Wyoming winning this game by three uh, and you have seen anytime this line gets to two so a lot of these books open you know minus one and a half san diego state they get to two anytime they're at two they get hit plus two and bring it back down to one and a half so to me if you can hold out and find that two i don't know if i call this a sharp play to me it's kind of a value play on a really good team that's 13 and 0 at home this year san diego state is three and five on the road you also have a lot of offensive advantages for wyoming they're averaging 75 points a game only 66 for san diego state uh, better field goal shooting 47 percent versus 44 uh, 44 percent so again, it's not like a perfect, like, uh, you know, a reverse line move or anything, but it's a analytics have Wyoming winning this game. We're getting some points here. It's a value play that I feel like is worthwhile. And then also don't be afraid about an over. I know San Diego state is a really good under team, but Wyoming has been great to the over eight and one their last nine to the over at home. And this thing did open at 128 and get tick up a little bit to now 129, 129 and a half. For those playing at home, if you said central Connecticut state, sacred heart or Merrimack, you win. And yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm Wagner. You got Wagner, Wagner in yep, there. I should have you got Far Farley Dickinson. You know, Saint, two St. Francis's. If you would have just said St. Francis. Yeah, two and one. You got two. You had two shots right there. You would have just with one. And, of course, you got the Mount St. Mary's. Now, here's the real hard question. What are the nicknames of these teams? Oh, come on now. Take it easy. <laughs> I can't. I can't. <laughs> you, got, you got one? The sacred, uh, I should know Wagner. I, I, I should know because I, when I was at Hofstra, Mount St. Mary's Wagner. Mountaineers? Yeah, Sacred Heart were the, uh, you know, I took Matthew <laughs> on the Sacred Heart. I can't remember. I, I asked the question. I have no chance yeah, of answering By the way, anything. Matt told, that me, told me the answer. I, when I see Wyoming, though, Josh, I think the three of us, like manly men, like we missed our chance to be cowboys, right? And I think no, every, no like chance. that part of the country, <laughs> are you guys watching, 18, what is it, 1886, the prequel to the Cowboy I show? watch Yellowstone, yeah. I, I haven't watched 1886, but I will. Josh, have you? Uh, so that's on my bucket list, guys. We got to get to Wyoming one day. We'll put on our, our spurs. We'll go see uh, Brent <laughs> Musburger, the legend. You know, he'll host us up there. So, yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. He's in Montana. It's a little different. It, it's like it's oh, hard it's to a, get to I'm him from there. Is he? Oh, yeah, my, I'm a, it's a beautiful part of the country. I just, the, the manly man gene really slipped me. My dad would just, like, go build a deck, and I just, I just have no talent. Um... You, uh, Baylor, Texas, a huge matchup, Josh. You want to give us your take quickly on that one? 
Yeah, another huge matchup, guys. I'm going to go Baylor here on the money line. Kind of what jumped out to me, a lot of these books open, you know, at kind of a pick em type number, you know, pretty much even across the board. You did see a slight majority bets on Baylor, but a lot of this respective money as well brought this line up to uh, one or even one and a half. Now, the one and a half, there might be some buyback on Texas, bringing it back down to one. Ken Palm has Baylor winning this game by one. I'm going to lean on a system play here. When, I, when you look at these two ranked teams going head to head, very simple. Take the favorite. It's 59% against the spread this year. Uh, you did have Baylor crush Texas 80 to 63 back on February 12th. Offensive advantage for Baylor 77 game versus 69 rebounding and field goal shooting as well. So again, neither of these plays, I like, I, I'm really big on Wyoming and Baylor tonight, guys. I don't think they're blueprint plays, but if you really look at kind of the analytics and the data, you do have some decent edges and system matches. So give me Baylor on the money line around minus 120. There it is. That's what Michael said earlier, too. Just forget about the points. Yeah. Lay the 125. Yep. You know, open fields, herding cattle. I don't know. I feel like we could do it. <laughs> we could still bet. Does Wyoming have <laughs> Is Wyoming legal yet, Josh? I, boy, but I'm not sure, Patrick. We got to get out there. We're going to be at the Oregon Trail. Let's go. Circle, circle the wagons. <laughs> All right, Cowboy. Have a good day. Have a good Monday. Thanks, Josh. Appreciate Thanks, it, Josh. guys. Thank you. Okay, we keep it rolling here on the Lombardi Line, presented by BetMGM. Come on back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Brent, thank you. Real Bet MGM betters get into it because VSEN 200 is the code today. So here's what you're going to do NBA tonight, full slate. 10 bucks, pick a game, money line it, win $200 if either team hits a three. That's going to happen. This is your first bet over at BetMGM. New customers, 10 bucks to win 200. Bonus code VSIN200. Anybody hits a three pointer, of course, BetMGM. Also, you can get reward points by betting through the app that can be redeemed for online bonuses, converted into comps at over 20 MGM resorts nationwide. BetMGM is a proud uh, authorized gaming partner of the NBA. 
BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Got to be 21 years or older. If you do have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-GAMBLER. Michael Lombardi in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher in Vegas. Uh, it's just some randomness here in the last segment, Michael. News and notes. First off, baseball continues to shoot itself in the foot. So today is the deadline, right? Yeah, today, Major League Baseball and the PA uh, said today, and baseball said today is the latest day they can reach a deal without delaying opening day, which is currently scheduled for March 31st. Listen, baseball's got a bunch of issues right now, but what that seminal opening day still matters. And to just not to be so tone deaf and go through this and Manfred, well, I don't want to get into Manfred, but anyway, to be so tone deaf is just wild right now. Major League Baseball in danger. You know, I think you've got to recognize where you are, you know, and, and you can keep calling yourself America's pastime, but your ratings don't support it. You know, and and look, the players deserve to get paid whatever they can get paid based on the economics of the situation. And so. I don't always understand the the constant fight. I think the one thing the owners do in most of these sports teams is their wealth is built up through their team. You know, you pay Jeff Lurie pays two hundred and twelve million for the Philadelphia Eagles, and now it's worth four billion dollars. I mean, there's your wealth, and you well, you say, well, I'm not going to sell it. Well, your wealth's built up in that, and so I, I, that's something the players never touch. And so to me, it's, it's just, to me, it's a, a lot about greed on both sides. You know, who's wants to make the last nickel and in baseball, the, the nickels are getting hard to find. You said it. Isn't it fascinating, but this has nothing to do with politics, but Lomachenko was a great boxer. He's Ukrainian. He, he just went back to fight. Uh, Vitaly yeah. Klitschko was a former heavyweight champ. He's the mayor of Kiev. He's fighting. I mean, it really is fascinating to watch just the national pride in these Ukraine. It's just wild to see these people yeah, go back I and mean, fight for their country. It's amazing. The fear of losing what you worked your life for is certainly a powerful motivating tool. And, and their, their pride in their country is so uh, endearing and something to, for all of us to to have and to hold and to and to look forward to and to and to see how they unify. And there's no one over there talking about Republicans and liberals and and right wingers and all that. They're talking about their country, mm-hmm. which I think sometimes we lose focus of that. Michael, the AP's out college hoops. So the top six, uh, what you had Texas Tech as well. So they were nine. But Georgia and Arizona remain 1-2 in the AP after, despite the losses. I'll give you the top 10. Gonzaga 1, Arizona 2, they remain. Baylor jumps up from 4-3. to three. Duke jumps all the way up to 4 with that, loss, with that win at Syracuse. Auburn drops to 5. Uh, Kansas 6. Kentucky 7. Purdue 8. Providence won the Big East 9. Wisconsin, first place in the Big Ten, 10. How about your boy, Musbus? They're up to 14 in the AP Top 25. That, that's great. I mean, they stayed at 20. They went down a notch in, in the Ken Palm rating. Ken Palm has Gonzaga, Kentucky, Baylor, Arizona, Duke, Houston, Kansas, Auburn, Tech, and UCLA. So completely different. His is all based on numbers, which I think takes away some of the, you know, the bias that's built into conference play. Uh, I, I thought it fascinating to me that, that Kentucky moved up to two after losing in, in Bud Walton on Saturday. Yeah. I found that fascinating in Ken Palm's ratings. But I didn't because when I was watching the game, I said to myself, if Arkansas had to play this team five times, 
would they win three or lose three? How would I, I kind of felt like they would win two and lose three? It was a great. The vibe was great. The, it, he, it he, was awesome. He, it's impossible not to like Musselman and you're good friends with him. But it's impossible. But also, it's just what you want running a college program. Fun yeah, gets I, everybody into it. He reaches across the, you know, he supports all the women's athletics. Everybody, he's just all in. He is, and I think the thing that I admire so much about him is is that he's built his program on defense. I mean, his program. I know Note was fabulous the other night, That's but awesome. the way they play defense, the way they defend, and and their mental toughness in the game. I think you know that's something I always want to look for. Like the other night. Last night, yesterday, when the 76ers, when it's 100 to 100 or 98 98, you know, at some point, at that point in the game, that's really the indicator of mental toughness. Can you fight through, you know, and nobody's complaining about, well, we gave up a lead or you missed this or did that. You just kind of fight your way and grind your way to wins. And, and I think that's, that's something you have to look for. Those winning close games in college basketball is so, you know, about mental toughness and the ability to, to, to magnify each possession down the stretch and get the shots you need to take and put the game away. I thought Baylor did a great job against Kansas the other night with that. I mean, Baylor pulled away from him. And I thought there was a moment, you know, when you're watching games and you think there's a moment where the other team's going to win, you're going back and forth in your head as you're watching this, you know. That's the beautiful thing about betting. Not that I bet on these games, but when you're giving out advice on this is you're constantly looking at it from strategically from from both teams' point of view. Yep, absolutely. The NFL, just random news and notes. The report, I don't know, did you hear about this? Miami had mulled over Sean Payton, and they talked about potentially Brady as an owner before they went in a different direction at head coach. I don't think they could even talk to Payton without the Saints' permission, right? Yeah, I think he's under contract. That's been something that hasn't been cleared up. But by rule, he can't really just arbitrarily leave. You know, now maybe after this year he can. Maybe he reached an agreement. No one's reported that, and I certainly don't know that. But typically it's not college where you can resign and go work somewhere else. And then the Brady ownership. I talked about this on my podcast last month. I mean, Bruce Beal, the minority owner of the Miami Dolphins, who then eventually will become the owner once – once uh, 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 I have Joe Robbie on the brain. Once Stephen Ross, Ross sells yeah. the team or, or, or decides to move on from the team, then Beal becomes the owner. He's the owner in waiting. He's sitting there. And so, and Beal and, and Tom are, are as close of friends as possible. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, these stories are kind of a little outdated. You know, there's always going to be a relationship between Tom and the Miami Dolphins because of Beal and the fact that he's building a home on Billionaire's Row. That island that's off there where, you know, it's, he tore down, a, bought, paid $17 million for it, tore down the house, and now I'm going to build another one. Matt Santos told me the big news in the NFL today in a slow cycle is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to bring back the creamsicle unis. What do you think? Good? You th- are those, to me, like, he, he made a good point. They're synonymous with losing, and you think, what, Rich McKay or whomever? But the, the creamsicle, that's a great look. It's a great uniform. I mean, you can change the look. I mean, you know, I, I, I think this generation doesn't even remember how badly they, how bad they were. You know, I don't think they remember how bad those Buck teams were. But those uniforms, are, to me, were great. I loved them. I like them better than the pewter color. Yeah, I me do. too. Me too. And, and I think, and, and we're also talking about the Arizona Cardinals are talking about having different uniforms too. 
you know, they might have a different quarterback, too, once this is all said and done. The reaction on Twitter has been fascinating. Give me what you're seeing. I think he's got no support. I don't see anybody defending him. Does anybody like you him? You know, nobody's coming out with – did you ever see the movie Rounders? Yes. Pay you know at the end of the movie money. where John Malkovich says to uh, his henchman, pay the man his money? Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's saying pay the man his money. Mm-mm. Maybe they can't see him. They're on their tiptoes. They got to get <laughs> – no, I, they, he um, – Listen, I, I don't like to kick it. He, it's just, it, it was weird. He sends off bad vibes. He There's sends no off bad it. vibes is a good way of he putting does. it. He does. Yeah. He doesn't feel, you don't feel like you're involved with him in the team. You know, like you don't see him. I mean, Mac Jones in one year was more involved with his team. Garoppolo's involved with his team. You see it. Rodgers gets mad at the players, but you can see the team rally around him. I mean, that's an important quality. Josh Allen, it's an important quality. Mahomes, I mean, even when Mahomes plays, wasn't playing well. I mean, did you see the team rally around him? That, that's, that's vital. Matthew Stafford this year, they rally around him. You, you, gotta, you can't be on an island. You can't be indifferent. You have to be the leader of the team. We can talk about this more next time because we only have uh, 30 seconds. Who's going to coach Mac Jones? With your son gone? I think it'll be Joe Judge. I think Joe Judge will go in there. I think they'll rearrange the staff, and I think ultimately Belichick will, will, will orchestrate the offense in a way to where he sees fit for what Mac Jones does. Well, Mac, I hope you're comfortable with the F word because here, <laughs> comes, here comes Joe Joseph effing Judge. Yeah. You said he's the world leader in that one, right, Joe Judge? He, by, by, by a long shot. Like, you couldn't, you couldn't put the number on him. You, could, you couldn't set the number. We would go over every day. You couldn't put the over on it. It would be way too high. There would be no – There would the pace of the game would never slow the number down. Michael, enjoy your Monday. I'll see you next time, okay? Thanks, Patrick. Odds-ons next here at Lombardi Line. We'll see you next time. It is Visa and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.